Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast. Ryan is a uh, hunter, and Hunter is sick boy again. Wait, wait what's, hap- <laughs> what? what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It has to go away. Um, this is this this us. Hello, this is really to the close Weekly to Scroll correct. Podcast. Brought to you by the Adventure <laughs> Archive. My name is Ryan, and for some reason, I I switched us, and it didn't switch. Why are you not switching? There we go. This this works. We're good here. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm Fraser. And uh, today, uh, we're going to be doing a supplement special. We're talking as if uh, we didn't already just have an episode with the wonderful people from Nava Cups, but that's because we're probably going to split this into two VODs. Um, I'll move you. You're good, buddy. Um, and go from there. So um, while I move our videos around, uh, Hunter, why don't you talk to him about what a supplement special is? Uh, we are going to just like bang out. Um, bang like, in. you know. Uh, just we're gonna go over our favorite just additions to games right whether it be um fun like little character classes or role tables or add-ons that make playing games easier or more fun or bring more life to your game um we're gonna spend like a few minutes on each of them and we'll just kind of scroll through give our overarching thoughts and i'm sure that we'll run off on several tangents um there won't be any ratings today um and there's not one centralized like theme to it i mean i think we're we're pretty well spread out across a lot of games right now Pretty far, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that was a great intro on what the plan is today. Um, yeah. So, what? Um, I probably have to adjust more windows um, as I did not do this before we started. So, uh, what do you? Why don't you kick us off so I can adjust the windows while we talk about it? What do you want to start with? Oh, you know what? Um, spotlight, right? We're gonna we're gonna oh, spotlight hey, one yeah, or two you things. Have some spotlight stuff today, right? Hey, yeah. yeah, Ryan. So, Ryan, take, so, why don't you take charge on spotlight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what we decided to do, we said this before, we're getting ready to kickstart the podcast because it took us like 45 minutes. We're just going to talk about one, maybe two things each week real quick just to say, hey, this is fucking cool. You should check it out. Um, So uh, the first thing uh, that I want to um, spotlight today is a really fucking cool project called... um, called blank black screen uh because i do not have it up it's <laughs> so under prepped it's hilarious That's hey okay. listen i've i've had a i've been work has been uh i've been on one at work lately oh me um, too buddy no 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 worries oh look it says that i backed this um for a hundred dollars <laughs> because i didn't bring up the regular window i do which is a chrome window that i'm not logged into so hey guess what i backed your project homies um <laughs> Whoops. Uh, it's one of them days. So you'll find out about the next one I back too in just a second when I flip to that window. The first one I want to talk about is called Outcast Silver Raiders. This is a, just a fucking badass looking um, tip it up RPG. It's OSR RPG, which I'm curious if it was Outcast Silver Raiders first or if they tried to fit it into the, the words OSR. Yeah, it's, Either pretty, way, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's like OSR RPG. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I like it. I dig it. Um, a blood-drenched occult medieval tabletop RPG. Um, you got me already. I would have backed it there. It's three separate books um, with an OSR-compatible um, uh, campaign setting. First of all, look at the art on the video. I'm not going to play the video. Yeah. One in five hours featured on the Dicebreaker. looks amazing. Black, red, and white is, is my vibe. If I ever put a game yeah. out, that's exactly what it is. It's got like a kingdoms vibe, kind of. Yeah, but like it's more very, very like these color schemes, like where it's like less is more, work really well mm, in this. Mm, so, and, mm. and it, especially something like this, it's obviously trying to give us like 
uh gritty bleak dark yeah um like oh yeah fucking feels like you really only yeah. eat three colors you know yeah it's got almost like brutalist like graphic yeah. design feel to it which i really really enjoy i mean look at some of the other art right here it's absolutely stunning god um, it's pretty cool it's so fucking cool. So I already said it's a blood-drenched um, medieval RPG in the OSR tradition. I love three books. And not only that, if you look at the images of the three books here, um, it's still black, red, and white. It's kind of like off-white, kind of bone-white color. There's a player's guide, a referee's compendium, and a campaign setting. And the art, if you lay them all out left to right, um, gives you an image across all three, which is just another such a cool fucking piece to it. Damn, um, honestly, really, that's enough for me to get it too. <laughs> yeah, it's it looks so fucking cool. Um, occult medieval hex crawl. Um, it's just it looks so fucking cool. Um, they do have an early preview PDF, which you love to see. They got character sheets you can download. I love when Kickstarter pages give you quick start guides or something you can look at right away, so you can be like, oh, actually, I do like this. This is cool. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just gorgeous. Scrolling through the page again, there's a a, a more close up version of the player's guide some more just absolutely stunning art on it um and uh the campaign book is pretty beefy um at some point on this page it talks about like how many total pages it is the campaign book by itself is 320 pages plus the player's guide and and the other one so you're gonna have plenty of stuff to do the game itself looks really cool you can play it with without all of the all the campaign guide stuff but with it it looks badass so um long story short this looks super fucking cool. There's a digital tier for $39. Um, there's a um, book tier for $85. Um, and then there is a limited deluxe tier that is currently sold out. That was $285, um, which I did not get um, because I didn't want to spend $300. Um, but I did go ahead and get the um, the physical tier. And I must have got some add-on because I spent $100 and this is only $85. It's, um, the, it's shipping. Oh, shipping. That's what it is. Um, but stretch goals are already getting knocked out. Ribbon bookmark. You know we love us some fucking ribbon we bookmarks. We love a ribbon bookmark. Give me two, baby. You know, don't, yeah. don't hold back. Three, even. Um, three. Oh, three ribbon That's luxury. The stretch, the second stretch goal, gilded page edges. Come on. Oh. Come on. Yeah. Listen, bro, straight up, I'm a slut for gilded page edges, you know? Yo, anything that makes a book better. I mean, those are the stretch goals I go for. I don't yeah, absolutely. I, I don't I don't mind Kickstarters that are like, we'll do all oh, this extra bonus content. Every time I see that, I'm like, that's cool. But that means I'm gonna get in two years because someone's gonna get sick and someone's art's not gonna get done, whatever. But if all the stretch goals are just making the physical book better, that's already been prepped and and um and they've already got quotes for it and everything like that. If all the stretch goals were literally just hardback, um, ribbon bookmark, UV spotting, gilded edges, all the things, those are what you should go for. And not only that, at 50K, because they're passed out already, fucking storage box, bro. It's a box oh, set yeah. now. Yep. And at 60K, which is right around the corner, is a referee screen. At 65K is cardboard standees. I mean, it, I honestly think they're going to get that, um, at least the, uh, the GM guide, which I'm super excited for, because like I said, they're already chilling at like um 58k with 22 days left it's gonna get there super excited let me tell you if you're a creator and you're listening to this right now cardboard standees are underutilized uh mm. shout Love out fucking them. shout out fucking kevin you know kevin rockman yeah. kevin rockman hardcore um okay so for raiders it's awesome check that one out the one other one i want to talk about real quick is called a brazen crown from Longtail games 
Um, this is Minions, Spells, Blood and Silver. It's a Merkborg card game. Um, technically, I think the second. I'm not going to get into that. But this, uh, all of the art for this was done by a friend of the show, uh, PR, Perplexing Ruins. Wonderful person, wonderful human being. And this is put out Great from artist. Long like, oh, I, dude, every time I see a Perplexing Ruins, please, first off, I'm like, oh, I know exactly who did that. Because yep, he has such a style to it. And I'm like, fuck, this is cool. Yeah, it's good. Love that. And um, Longtail Games, um, we have talked about before with um, Tiny Library. Right. And um, uh, fuck, what was the book one called? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm going to have to Google it. Sorry, sorry, Longtail. Let's just go to the six created. We're really good oh, stuff, oh, I swear. Uh, Tiny Tome. And we talked about Sunderwald too. That was the legacy right. one that I bought two of because I'm not going to write a fucking Tome. book. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I remember us talking about Sunderwald as well. Yeah, Tiny Tome, Tiny Games, Sunderwald. So this is another one put out by them. It's fantastic. Not only that, it's in Australian money, which is not as, you know, it doesn't cost as much as American money. It's not so as it's real cheaper. as American money. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> not as real. It's just we we love Australians and Canadians because the American dollar is one of the it's it's one of the few you know places we buy from that the american dollar is actually worth something in um, sounds like you're talking <laughs> yeah, we love it um so it basically just offsets the cost of shipping from australia um so brazen crown looks really really fucking cool it is a card it's a merkborg inspired compatible with merkborg card game for two to four players um lightning fast battle card game with strong drafting options um it's been in development for years it looks super cool it reminds me of a tcg um, I recently got into MetaZoo, if anyone knows what that is, and that's for my collector bug that is not good. You'd love it. I'll probably send you a lot of the extra cards um, uh, and then sick. make you get into it, too. Um, but it, it reminds me of that a little bit because um, it clearly has that vibe. If you look on the cards, there are um, abilities at the bottom. There are like costs and stuff across the top, different things. The objective is to assemble cards from different classes in a single deck. Then use this deck to battle your rival when, um, if your rival is reduced to zero health, triggers the seventh misery or is forced to draw from an empty deck. So it's a Merkborg themed um, card battle card game with art from Perplexing Ruins. Like, it looks yeah, fucking that, cool as shit. I'm going to be honest. I like, I hadn't backed it. And then as we're talking about it, and like, especially that, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I, maybe I will, maybe I will bat. I, I, I did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it looks good. And and it's a great looking, it's a great looking Kickstarter page too. There's a lot of art. There's a lot of videos on it. There's a, a great explanation of of how the game is played. Um, and there is uh, a batch of stretch goals. Um, they are quite a bit away from funding. Um, which I'm I'm gonna be very unstoked if this does not fund. They're a little bit under. They're about four and a half k towards an eighteen k goal with uh 26 days left so hopefully this can keep pushing um and we can get this to happen i would love to see this so if you're listening i would too. definitely definitely check this game out it looks really really cool um and it's got plenty plenty of time left so maybe we'll bring this up again in the future but that is those are our two spotlights for the day um outcast silver raiders which is way funded and brazen crown which definitely deserves more funding check those out now we're getting into the supplement special, which, um, which, uh, what, what screen should I go to for that? I don't know. Which one do you want to do first? I think is a big, 
they which one do you want to do first and let's then i'll the, find the window let's do the by far dumbest and funnest one first um dumb with we say that with love with all the love oh dude this is uh, we're gonna go over something that is uh, it's been out for a really long time and i have had forever and i think it's amazing and i and i'm a big fan of it because it's just so fucking ridiculous um uh you're still a sick boy on my screen so let me get rid of the no i like this look let's keep it where is this is this sick boy i'm not getting rid of it um there you (laughs) are look at that beautiful face um that's what you get for being sick yeah it's very fair i died but i know i know which one you're talking about oh 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 we have to go to a different window on this anyway because this one actually doesn't come with a pdf yeah, so that's the only downside. It doesn't come with the, it costs almost nothing. So yeah, um, um, that's all you know, buddy. So uh, we're talking about uh, Frasian Gellion, which is a Fraser and Neon Genesis Evangelion mashup uh, supplement for Troika. Um, inside of it, um, there are. I'm not on the green screen, so this might be not as great for me. But oh yeah. I don't want to turn my background off too because you guys see how messy my room is. But inside, there are character classes that are mashups of the main characters in, in Frasier and uh, Evangelion. So Frasier himself is Shinji Ikari, obviously. Obviously. Um, and great uh, advanced skills such as pontificating, um, possessions like a radio microphone, and then Unit 1, which says damage as a super weapon. Um, yeah, and it's... You know, it's $6 on Spearwitch. I think it's out of stock right now. Um, it is, yeah. Hold up. But, like, if they do another printing, like, it is a very, very, it, it's very incredibly niche, right? Like, you have to enjoy the fact of Frasier in any form whatsoever. And then know and enjoy Neon Just Evangelion. But, like, all of the characters are mashed into each other yeah. as Troika, like, classes. Um, yeah. And so you could 100% play um Frasier, Frasian Gellion, like actually as a game in Troika. Yeah, it's um, not just a joke. It is a game. No, like it, 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 it works per, like very well. Like they definitely written like somebody who was like, yeah, it's for Troika. Like you can use this in the Troika game. Um, it's someone who clearly and, watched Frasier. Like, yeah, yes. And it's it. What what struck me about it the most was like how you're like, oh, Frasier is just kind of Avon Gellion without flesh robots. <laughs> yeah um i i really i really appreciate this and you know it was something i got like a really long time ago as well and i i've been sitting on it so um it's good yeah highly recommend if it comes back in the print i also think this it was a partnership between um it was like between exalted and spear right yeah 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 yeah. um yeah let me kick over to the uh i can kick over to the um spirit page transition boom um yeah, so this is this is it. The back says goodnight <laughs> Seattle, and then there's a page on the inside. I wish it let me zoom in a little bit farther, but it's got Martin and uh and Roz as, yeah. as some of the characters you can see. It's so fucking good. I love it's it. It's so like, good. It's, it's really so good and weird. like it's so ridiculous yeah. and it's so fucking niche. Like you really have yep. to like yeah, yeah, I'm super the target audience for that. I liked Frasier growing up and yeah. I think it's hilarious. Uh yeah. yeah. So super cool. And shout out Spearwitch. Um, they uh, I, I often have these incredibly niche, like small print run games that, you know, definitely often sell out. So very speak to a very specific niche, which is which is fantastic. So 
Um, yeah. Jared Sinclair. Jared Sinclair is a badass. So, um, yeah, that is the first one. That's our Troika supplement. I don't know if we have a lot of other Troika supplements. Um, I'm excited to actually more. play some more Troika. We should. I really did actually very much enjoy playing Troika. Yeah, so. maybe if you wouldn't have blown the fucking nest right up after an hour, we could have played longer. Sorry, you can't. You can't give me a powerful explosive. You like honestly, after years of friendship, if you haven't figured out that I am the person you can't give a powerful explosive yeah. to, well, <laughs> now we know. Now we know. Okay, so um, so I will pick the next one that we want to talk about. Yes. Um, let me kick back to which. I don't know, which one do I want to go to? I'll go to this, and then I'll actually bring up a PDF. Um. Let's talk about uh, from one of one of the homies, one of our favorite people in the entire world. We fucking love this guy. Fucking love this person. Um, Max Moon and the wonderful Abyss of Hallucinations. This is volume one. Um, this. Um, oh, it's in pages. Of course, it's fine. It's, it's still subtle sin. So this is Abyss of Illusionations Volume 1. Um, what is this? Um, this is... Um, what do I even want to say? Uh, it is Mark Borg, right? We actually got to run the adventure from this. Um, I always really? say it wrong. Um, it's uh, Hept... Hepta... Hepta... Fuck, I'm going to fuck it up, so I don't want to get it wrong. Um, we got to run this Sounds adventure. Sounds Abyss- because i said it wrong so many times because it's not what you think it is unicursal um unicursal heptagram unicursal heptagram so there's a heptagram and we were going in and out of rooms and stuff it's great the adventure is fantastic but what this is um is a uh, Merkborg supplement adventure, a little bit of everything. Um, we know Max is a big fan of like Aleister Crowley and all of, and, and very cult stuff. And this is bringing that vibe into Merkborg, making it a little bit less dying world and a little bit more weird world. Yeah. Um, but still, dying. and they're really um, great at that, like very odd, like, yeah, like esoteric, cultish, uh, yeah, like, like vibe. Yeah. Do you have your physical laying around anywhere? I don't. Um, Maybe I somewhere. Find, Not in, in my immediate vicinity. If I could find it in two seconds, I want to show it to you guys, but I can't. Um, and I should have pulled it out before. But it is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. The printing on it, it's it's like a pink book that has this white printing over top of it. It's absolutely, absolutely stunning. Um, and uh, Volume 2 is already funded, and um, recently I got to sign up in the backer kit to get that back. Um, and not only that, the illustrations from Andy Weber throughout the entire thing are beautiful. If you haven't looked at any of Andy Weber's art, you really freaking should. Um, super excited for that. Um, some of the classes, like I loved when we played the Mountaineer, um, which was yeah. interesting, um, versus like the Seek of the Left Hand Path, like the the Offspring of Pan um, there's an image here that's got like uh, a a um, offspring of Pan um, holding a severed head, laughing as they dance around with it and a bloody knife. Um, and then the gods you can worship like Baphomet and things like that. So it's an entire kind of like mini setting adventure that really ties a lot of occult um, uh, things into Merkborg. Um, and when this printed, you could also get a copy of the Book of Lies um, from Aleister Crowley um, as a print as well. 
and we lost Ryan, y'all. He died. He's gone. It's just me now. Um, I absolutely remembered where it was, and I do want to show it on stream because it's stunningly gorgeous. I actually have an entire Max Moon stack here, and here it is. Boom. I knew I would find it. So this is the Abyss of Hallucinations. Again, it's I look at that fucking it's stunning, book, dude. It's absolutely <laughs> stunning, right? Um, and then you could also get the Book of Lies at the same time. Um, wow. Gorgeous, gorgeous book. You've got maps and all sorts of stuff with it, too. And again, number two is on the way out. Bigger, even more art, all sorts of stuff. Um, and again... Max is one of those creators slash friends where literally anything they make, I will get it at the highest tier possible. Absolutely. I mean, the um, stuff that they make is also just like, it's always so good. It looks yeah. good. It yeah. reads really well. Fantastic. Um, and then and the, uh, the way that they also do so many like small versions like they'll be like like we have a copy of 12 years that only two exist in the entire world it was i think it was the first hardbacks that they made for 12 years now there's yeah. only a couple out there but there are there's literally edition that in the front says the weekly scribble edition of two. <laughs> the weekly scribble edition i have one, one you have two <laughs> that's literally it you know and there's a lot of other small runs like i like right here um I have the special edition that they did. There's only seven of these exist in the world. And it's I'm like so a white mad gold I didn't version get that of one. That was, I mean, that's yeah. my bad, but man, look you really at that should thing. Have. You really should have. It's fantastic. Um, and I have so many other like little like versions of 12 Years 2. Like I, I've shown you already the um, the one of a kind, only one exists in the entire world. Like before the first Kickstarter ever came out, like test copy of 12 Years. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's the kind of stuff that, that Max does. And they put out these very, like, very niche versions of things and they're absolutely stunning um and abyss of hallucinations is one of those just amazing things from Merborg. i'm excited for number two i'm excited for number three i'm excited for number four we'll see what happens with that but um anything max moon um i mean we could talk about just max moon supplements like fairyland and all the rest of that stuff too because it comes with Merkborg classes and and classes and stuff but i almost yeah. did bring up fairyland actually but it's not in my pile right now so yeah yeah um, but yeah, so that's Abyss of Hallucinations. It's a great uh, supplement for Merkborg setting adventure and everything for it um, from the wonderful, fantastic, amazing friend of the show, awesome human being, Max Moon. Check that out. All right. What do you got next, buddy? Um, let's do Gig Economy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I'm going to be honest. I got the physical of this and have not really got to dig too far into the um, into it. Let me. You, know, you don't have to. Um, it, there's not a lot of deep digging to do. It's it's a very very functional tool. Um, mm -hmm. This is by uh, Colin Sproul, um, and I, it was a Kickstarter this past year, um, mm -hmm. and it is it has been out for a bit. But so Gig Economy is a um, a little oh like not quite pamphlet, uh, but like little zine um, for uh osc old school essentials and it really is a toolkit for hirelings and npcs um like a big thing about osc that i try to push on my own table that it, like hirelings are such a foundational part of it um and kind of underutilized by modern gamers this gives you like a little quick tool where you can like if they go to hire somebody 
there are so many options that give you little personality notes, names. So you don't have to generate some NPC from nothing. You can go over to, you know, the page where it has uncommon townsfolk and you can pick Polly Woolman, um, that hat. What an incredible hat. Best hat you've ever seen, you know? He's got clothing, fine, and the hat, a dagger, and a fancy walking stick. Um, it's like a really, it, it's a very usable supplement. Like you could have this next to you at the table and you could open it up and be like, I know instantly, um, you could instantly find what you are looking for. Um, so it has hirelings broken up between um, classes. Um, it has town folk, um, lackeys. Uh, it, yeah, it's it like, it, not that it's not very deep because it, it, I guess it's really not, you don't have to dive too deep into it for it to be incredibly usable. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, mostly geared towards like, I mean, more of like a fantasy esque environment. Um, but yeah, I, I just picked it up and went through it and I was like, wow, this is really, this works really well. Um, it has some rules for like quick hiring and like generating hiring pools at the very back of the book. But yeah. I don't know. I like, I struggle for NPC names off the, on the fly sometimes. Um, especially if we're like doing hireling or coming across town folk. And it's nice to have something right here next to me. It's like, it does, it tells you a name, very short little blurb about them. And then like three things that they have with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like halfling, Toto the forgetful, often late, usually distracted. Sorry. What was your name again? They have a clothing shirt inside out. They're unarmed and they have a library book and it's overdue. It's overdue. Yeah. <laughs> it's overdue. Um, I think when I was, uh, if I remember correctly, do you have the physical in your hands? I do. So the size and shape of it, if I remember correctly from the Kickstarter, is designed to actually almost be like a bookmark. Like you can slide it into where oh, you, you are in an adventure could. and you just fold the book on it, um, which is uh, fucking cool. It's a really it good is. idea to be the functionality is what gets it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's the thing is it's like it's a great little tool, you know, and like with especially with like the like the OSC box that's coming out. And it obviously being this kind of like game that focuses on being very like functional reference friendly and like where mm -hmm. you can hold the book in one hand and very easily reference stuff and having another little additional tool that once again is very user friendly. And you're just like, fuck me. Uh, the, the town folk. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Leon. Uh, their name is just Leon, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can be heard mothering. Um, I used to be a, an actor uh, doing their ter horrible tasks of doing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, I don't know. I like little stuff like this. Like it takes a lot of that un, like extra thought out of like running a game. You know, like I don't have to generate a list of a hundred NPC names. Like it's yeah, very nice to have this. And the it's number... more than just names. I think that the thing is, I've I've had names generated before, and then I go and say the name, and I have nothing else because my mind's also working on the game. But I don't need anything else. Like this has a little blurb and it has the three things about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, and that's literally all you need because a lot of people, especially GMs, like. If, if that's all I had, I could create like an entire Absolutely. human being, you know, yes. an entire person, you know. Um, so it's really great because I my players can tell you the number of bobs they've run into. Like it's a running joke at this Bob, point. Robert. I'm like, they're fucking no, it's just Bob. And then the next one they meet, if it's in the same campaign, it'll be like Joe, you know, and then like Bill. Like that's all it is. But the next campaign, first one they meet, guess who they are? It's fucking Bob again, dude. Yeah. Um, because honestly, the fuckers never ask when I have a cool name planned. No. Right? <laughs> right? But um, when they don't, 
or or when they actually do is some some throwaway npc that doesn't fucking matter so this is uh we're talking currently about gig economy and we're doing a um a supplement special talking about some of our favorite games game supplements here on the weekly scroll so um and that's gig economy yeah um I'm also, going to i love the art on the cover by the way like it's oh, just it's, like yeah in the back it's just cute you know <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's cute it not in it feels like a little bit less detailed um adventure time is what it feels like to me yeah yeah i like yeah. it so huh. like this this one here at the bottom gives me hard marceline vibes <laughs> i just like that what's the uh, uh the it's ax alaxalol or what is that thing called at the bottom the salamander-esque looking thing Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna fuck the name up. But yeah, it's a cutie. I like it. Um all right, so um I'm gonna hop into this is more of a person um than just all this than the than like a supplement for them because there are let me just bring some up and then I'll and then I'll go on my rant about it. So this is Christian Icorn. Ah. Um yeah. Uh, someone I would I would love to 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 talk to Christian at some point about um, <laughs> that's such a great piece <laughs> about all of the stuff that they do. Let's do uh, fit with. Oh, it's because I got pages again. So we got Apocrypha. Um, I got Galgenbeck Sacrifice. We got Cult of the Hadron Lamb. Um, we got Purgatory. Uh, Bergen Crypt. This isn't. This isn't all of them. This isn't even close to all of them. Did I already open Darknet Filth? Uh, I don't think I opened Darknet Filth. And that's a wonderful one. So, um, let's just put this into a uh, single page view, um, page display, enable scrolling, view, zoom, fit, width. So this is um, I don't want to start with uh, with this one. Let's go with like something like Apocrypha here. So Christian Icorn is a wonderful creator who I think was a lawyer prior to this um, and switched over to doing something that, you know, wasn't awful and um, started creating some amazing Merkborg supplements. And without getting too deep into it, I I love Merkborg, right? The problem you- current. I do. It's great. It's one of my favorite <laughs> games of the year. It's one of my favorite games that we've ever done on the podcast. It's still one of the 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 highest viewed games that of we've ever talked about on the on the show. Um and I love the third party license. My current kind of issue, and I think it's other people's issues too, is that Merkborg a lot of it there's a lot of stuff that's not good. I'm going to be straight yeah, up. It's with oversaturation you. of the market is currently oversaturation. I feel like I've said this before. It's kind of become like the indie TTRPGs version of like drive through RPG where everyone with any idea if there was something out there, um, whether that's good or bad is up to your interpretation, but sometimes it, it's hard to parse what's good and bad without having to pay for it first. And there's just a lot of stuff that's not necessarily bad, but it's just unnecessary or really doesn't add anything or has been done 50 times. There's just a lot. It is completely oversaturated. Um, And one of the people that I know 100% of the time that I can rely on to put out just fire stuff is Christian Icorn. From the very first thing they put out, 
Um, it looks fantastic. All of the content is really fucking good for it. So this first one I'm looking at is Purgatory. First of all, all the PDFs are hyperlinked. Um, the other thing I really love about Chris Nykorn's stuff is it's clearly Merkborg. Yeah. But it's clearly their own thing too. Like there's a lot of parts where you're like, oh, this page, I see all the Merkborg, the yellow and stuff like that. Right. But then they use a lot of different vibes to to Merkborg and stuff. And uh, Johan Noor even talked about this before with Merkborg. A lot of their pages are super readable and everyone's just obsessed with like the 10 pages in it that are super graphically designed. And when they do third party stuff, they do that on every fucking page without doing a lot of readable things. Christian doesn't do that shit. Like, look at this page. Like, it talks about some of the Psalms, super readable. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Using some of the, using some of the more, like, um, not so out there graphic design parts of Merkborg, but really making it their own. Like, when I see something like this, I can see, like, this is Christian Eichhorn stuff doing Merkborg. It's not just a um, a copy of Merkborg with some, with some cool stuff added to it. So they really add a lot of stuff. And if you really go through all the various different books and things, none of it feels when you're really looking at it um, that it's unnecessary. Like every time I've read through it, I'm just like, this is fucking cool. I really enjoy this. The art's fantastic. The layout is amazing. And it just gets better and better. But again, like just like Apocrypha, when you look at the at some of the things, there's a very distinct style that they have that is their own yeah. version of Merkborg, which is really fantastic. Again, super readable pages, but beautiful layout and really it ties the style together. And like, look at this beautiful piece of art in here. Um, just super well done the way that they do the book. They really found the heart of Merkborg um, and made it their own, which is really fantastic. Um, look at things like Purgatory again. This now has a hardback version that's put out by Longtail Games, which he just talked about. Um, then we got um, uh, Cyborg, right? So there's a couple of supplements coming out for Cyborg now, or that are already out. Um, we got a single page view, um, enable scrolling, and then page zoom fit to width. So one of the ones I really loved was Cult of the Hatch and Lamb. Um, they did dig into like the AI art thing for this one. Um, the cover itself is probably mid journey, but I, I think more than anything, this is like a, um, like a same thing with Darknet filth, almost more, not like, Hey, I'm going to use mid journey at the time. It's more of like, look how fucking dystopian technology is. Here is some technology stuff. Cult of the Hadron Lamb is more of like an adventure and setting. And then Darknet Filth is more of a supplement for, for different stuff to do and things like that, which is really fantastic. But when you go through, like I said, the layouts, especially when he dug more into the Cyborg version of this, you can tell it's still him. You can tell it's still a Borg, but that this one is clearly Cyborg versus some of the Merkborg stuff. So yeah, long absolutely. story short, if you're looking for good Merkborg and Cyborg supplements and you're finding it hard to dig through all of the stuff that's constantly dropping from Eric Borg and Cyborg, I can tell you straight up, Chris Nykorn is always one to look at Absolutely. and check out. Always top tier stuff. Um, and so that is uh, Chris Nykorn. Um, what did you want to do next, buddy? I think that we should just stay on the Cyborg train, um, okay. and we should do Too Fast to Live. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. So our next what one... I wanted to talk about this one for a while because we've had this for a hot minute. And we have. Chance. And yeah. yeah, so Too Fast to Live, uh, Too Young to Die. 
by a friend of the show and and great content creator astro lich um the homie is a supplement for cyborg uh that brings in rules for racing car chases and then different um pop culture inspired vehicles um Mm. it is fairly like i was actually surprised it's it's fairly thick you know it's fairly sizable um thick boy yeah, it a is a that. big boy and i believe mm. at the end there's even a little adventure for you to run through but uh let me tell you when it comes to style this book looks fucking good like it looks good like the pages look really great and the art assets pulled to make these like bikes and stuff it just yeah i don't know i'm really into this i said when the, we were talking we were talking about this with him with astro Lich, with josh um running a um fast and the furious game in cyborg oh. um, and you could you so could absolutely do that or you could just have add car chases in and have like mm-hmm. rules already written out so you don't have to guess or figure it out um and yeah i i love that the pop culture references and like references to like old shows that are like sprinkled throughout this entire project i think this is really really good um yeah yeah. (laughs) and like you said the pop culture the driver the driver and this is clearly i mean there's scorpion on the back so you know if you know um which is really really fantastic and the the layout that josh does is so good like and as far as i know um he lays the whole thing out in like gimper or or something like that like he's not even in like um oh yeah like uh what was i trying to say what's the adobe one yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, not Illustrator, the other one. What the fuck is that uh, called? The page layout one. Um, InDesign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. InDesign. Um, but, but like you said, it's just fucking beautiful. Look at, I mean, look and, at that page. Like, seriously, this page that you, we just scrolled past. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, that yeah, says by wait. Ryan. Oh, wait, that's that's his by Ryan right there. Hey, oh, that's by Ryan. Hey. That's me. So we actually got to, there was a tier where you could submit vehicles. Yeah. And I wanted to submit something from Wacky Races, but felt that that would be mean and not fit the cyborg thing. Um, you should if if you're old enough to know what Wacky Races is, there you go. Um, so I put, I asked for my favorite car, the 1965 427 Cobra, and boom, it is it. It both exists and doesn't exist. I a little bit um, regret my choice, and I wish I chose a different one because I, not that I regret it, actually, my choice is still very good. I put in uh, the car from Knight Rider um oh that's fucking cool as shit. it was a great one but i really wish i had done vin diesel's car from fast and the furious oh uh, yeah because then you could which, the family yeah, yeah the family <laughs> family um but yeah there's motorcycles there's tanks there's helicopters um there's a lot in yeah. here and it's so kind of just you, honestly if you never use this in your game and you just got it and you just went through it like it's really genuinely very enjoyable to just go through it there you go pursue special uh, by the father yeah, but of if, cats. But if you but if you look at like I mean you could do you could use this guy right here, the one put in by Brendan Carlson. That could you could totally use that one as Absolutely. the um the I mean, maximum I could, black. Do, like the fact that it just gives me a little bit more context for how like cars are written in this, like in I, Josh's vision, like I could do whatever, you know. This actually deserves a two-page view here. Um and then let me do the enable scrolling on it. Oh, no, you can't enable scrolling on a two-page view. You suck. Um, wait, two-page scrolling? Yeah, boom. There we go. So when you actually look at, like, the spreads, it's 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 missing one. But, like, it should be, like, rides, rides, rides. Yeah. 
it, like you said, it's really great. The one thing that uh, that I thought was a fantastic page is this page right here. I'm going to go down to just the one page view again. Uh, real quick. Look at that friggin' the Akira Yo reference page. The Johan Nor Akira reference. Oh, so good. God, it's a good one. It's such a good one. Um, and the other thing that he said, because uh, we were chatting prior to this coming out, that he wanted to make people do, and yes, there is the, an adventure in the back, um, is that while you were reading it, he wanted to have make you turn it like a steering wheel. Yeah, so, like, what you do, it goes like, yeah, what you absolutely. do. There are pages, so like when you're when you're looking at it, you have to turn it this way to read it, and then you have to turn it back, and then you have to turn it like this. And you have to do like as you're as you're flipping through the thing, you have to be like, oh, okay, well now I have to turn it up this way. And you're literally like driving like fucking <laughs> steering while reading the book. Like that's such a fucking awesome troll thing to put oh. in there. So just be like, oh yeah. <laughs> um so good. Um and then there was an add-on, the rules of nature add-on too, which is really cool. Um this is uh like various upgrades and things like that. Um design a man-made predator on the verge of death, drawing you closer to your last breath. Um, it's an owner's manual for the latest and greatest K9K series of electrical pets. There we go. So, yep. Good shit. Astro Liches is one of the homies, and this was a really, really awesome project. Yeah, this was a out. really good one, too. So It's so good. Yeah. And there was more, too, because this QPR code, if you get it, scan that shit. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if you get it, or scan our screen, I guess, at this point, if you get close enough to it. Um, it's cool that like there's actual digital content within the digital content. Um, just hyperlinks next time, homie. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's too fast to live. Um, what's the next one? What did we want to talk about? You wanted to do that one. Oh, uh, let's talk about something else from uh for another one of the homies. Um, this is uh broken luck. Nice. From Eco and uh, PR, Perplexing Ruins again, with that gorgeous art. That's it's crazy. so good. Yes. It's so good. Um, I actually wanted to download quick. There is another um, another piece. Um, I have, like, the full page spread of the... Um, uh, download that real quick. The Faceless God piece. My favorite. Oh, my! by far my favorite piece. Uh, this, yeah, I, so I honestly... I think this is when I discover. I think this is what made me discover PR. Um, yeah, was I think so. This this specific piece of art in this zine I, and and eco too. Like both of those guys who are now friends of the show, been on the show, um, great people. Yeah. But this piece specifically, this faceless god piece of art, um, was um, is amazing. Um, and if you, there was a tier where you could get. Um, I, I mean, it was LFOSR, wasn't it? Yeah. Where you could get like a, a bundle that had like a um, this as a card in it. There was a separate thing for the life egg in it. There was a bunch of stuff. But Broken Luck um, is another Troika supplement. Um, again, art by PR um, and text and layout by Eco. Um, and yeah. Um, oh, Leo. Um, so anyway, this is a just a wonderful, oh God. And the, the kid God, as you go through this too, like, again, this is exactly what I want more from Troika is not just like, um, just backgrounds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I need a little bit more structure. Yes. And there's this is definitely more than just backgrounds in this, you know? Yeah. It's definitely more than just that. And it's got a lot of cool, um, 
just stuff but the art the entire way through was what really gets me like pr really gave the vibe uh for this really really well um and there is a soundtrack from spooky rusty which is really really cool and you know how we love them digital tools right it's in the pdf it's hyperlinked into the pdf so you can click on it and go listen to the soundtrack on bandcamp i mean come on come on so love to see it love to see it this is a beautiful beautiful troika supplement um beautiful art great writing from eco um i suggest following both of those guys and anything that they put out um oh another great huge shot of the faces got um and uh this is the kind of art you'll see on um one of the things we spotlighted um that is the um a brazen crown from Rickboard. absolutely so if you love this art as much as we do which you should you should check that out. Um, but that is another uh, Troika supplement. Um, not quite as niche as Phrase on Gellion, um, but cool nonetheless. Um, what did you have next, buddy? Um, like you know, what, what's let's do some spicy tuna. Oh, hit him with that! Hit him with that! Uh, boom! This guy right here. Yeah, let me pull. I have a pile of supplements on my desk. Where's cool? Um, yeah, familiar faces, um, which came out with uh, Knights of Lazarus, which was a Kickstarter project by Spicy Tuna um, a few months ago that has been released. Um, familiar faces uh, is a two-part book. Uh, I have both of them in my hand. Um, it is essentially, you know, it's a guide for this sandboxy area of space, um, what you'll find in this area, various like spacecrafts and satellites, and then the people that you'll meet. Uh, and it goes in great detail with these people and their relationships. And what's really cool is that it comes with a journal that's blank that has all of these NPCs or space for all these NPCs. Um, and you can keep track of like where in your, like in relation to your player characters, these people are and how their interactions have been and like how that's shaped things. Um, and I thought that was a really cool tool. Um, this is from Mothership, I should say. It's from Mothership 1E. Um, and uh, this is our first Mothership one that we're doing um, on this special. So shout out. We're getting, we're, we're crawling across the whole spectrum of games. Well, I also um, feel, I mean, once 1E actually drops, I feel like we're going to be talking about that shit a lot. I have so much 1E stuff. Dude, it's um, so good. <laughs> So it's crazy how much one E stuff we have before we actually have one E. I know I am. Yeah. We have yeah. the PDF for whole breach somewhere and <laughs> one E hasn't come out yet. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm planning to take my party, my bastards group through some one E when it comes out mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, I really like this. I like the art style of it a lot. Um, as is um, like somewhat like realistic, very stylized, um, and then a lot of good just uh, info. It's definitely not as quick and pick up as uh, gig economy. You kind of no. have to go through this beforehand and have a good this idea. There's a little more prep on. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, this is this is a good prep book, you know. Um, and having mm -hmm. the journal with it to like keep track of like how these NPCs interact because you are in like a space station or two. Like you are limited. Like these interactions are with a consistent group of people, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just thought it was well done. It was a good addition to Nice Lazarus. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I also think, though, that that Mothership is, lends itself a lot more to prep than, like, OSC does. Like, obviously, you have yeah. to prep a little. But OSC, like, you can have a lot more improv and things go in different directions. So oftentimes, Mothership 
kind of has to have a much more linear feel to it because there is like panic and and there is like a, a thing that was probably trying to kill you and things like yeah. that. Um, I think it lends itself a lot more to maybe even like long adventures, but not necessarily huge campaigns. Um, yeah. So to have something that allows you to prep a lot more and to have those NPCs built in with, like you said, a lot more background and a lot more depth to them, I think is super necessary. Um, This also came with uh, like all the cards and stuff. Did you get like the character cards and and all that stuff? I do have them somewhere. Oh, I don't know where they are. There was was a shitload of stuff at that. Yeah, spicy tuna. Yeah, it was was like a very – and we're not even talking about the main part of this project, frankly, which I mean we can touch on is Knights of Lazarus, which is its own like – adventure and essentially like deep dungeon crawl um with that's very thematic and very like cool and like odd and fits really well within mothership's ability to just do odd stuff Um, one of the things that 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 really drew me to that one is the kind of more because mothership's awesome and um if technology is going to be in a game i want it to be like fucking all the way to space i don't want like guns and shit but I love that that has a very kind of like medieval-y dungeon feel to yeah. it. Like you can just the yeah. art on the front with like armor and stuff. So you can get a a, a mix of both. I kind of like the idea of like future knights. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, that's exactly what you're fighting space knights, yeah. you know? Which is badass. And it, it's more more of a dungeon feel than a lot of Mothership Adventures, which kind of... I don't know. Like, I mean, everything can kind of feel like a dungeon, but that one specifically every, every, is like listen, a dungeon. Listen, at a certain point, everything is towns or dungeons, you know? Yeah, <laughs> life is a dungeon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, life is real. just one continuous dungeon. Yeah, yeah, that is it. Um, yeah, yeah, and, it, uh, and, and I, not only oh, that. Do we, yeah, there we do go. We, there we uh, go. Is there? Oh, wait, oh, 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 do we have? Is there something that we that you want to use this little section as an announcement? I don't know. Quick? Are we? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like maybe this week we might be we might be talking to, um, spicy. I have to double it check like, that that's this week. I have to double check. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Saturday the nineteenth. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're having Spicy Tuna uh, on to talk about uh, Knights of Lazarus and any other potential upcoming projects, which I'm really stoked yeah. about. Um, we've been like very active talking to them on Twitter since um, they announced this project because I was really I was really stoked on it. I immediately tweeted that I was like, I'm getting this immediately. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's gonna be interesting. We're having a couple like I we've almost exclusive because this is te- this is a, a a TTRPG review podcast. We really don't do a lot of supplements. We don't do really any adventures. We review games. That's what the podcast is. Every now and then we want to do something a little bit different, which is one of the reasons we're doing like the supplement special. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week after Spicy Tuna, but today we talked to a couple of um, shop owners and the wonderful people at yeah. Nave of Cups. And Spicy Tuna, all the stuff that they put out are adventures and supplements, not games too. So a couple of weeks here where we're doing something a little bit different, not necessarily talking to game designers who put out a game, but people that own a shop or put out these amazing beautifully done supplements that have more more things that they're coming out with too so um it'll be interesting and then yeah at some point we got to talk about what we're doing next week after that but anyway that's tomorrow that's that's tomorrow's problem baby yeah the future's not for excited for (laughs) spicy tuna that'll be fun um is that familiar faces familiar faces yeah um okay let me delete that one uh we only got a couple left here i want to talk about one um that we touched on the show before um but that is really neat this is called the profane word um this is an ash can version even though the cover looks mostly done and it's amazing 
It's Nash can, yeah. even though the cover looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of it's all black and white. But this is from Gabe Rivera um, at Copper State Games. Yeah, um, edited by one of the homies, Tom Owen. Um, Dice Maven's been on the show a couple of times. Um, actually, was with me talking about Word from Disaster Tourism. Also, one of the homies now who was on the show as well. Um, talking about all of the stuff that they've done. All these people are fantastic people. Um, always, I highly suggest following all of them, um, especially Disaster Tourism, as they, uh, Disaster Tourism as they drop more and more stuff, like The House is Haunted um, and some other projects that are coming out. Um, and there will be a, a new kind of expansion for, for uh, Word here. Um, but this is the profane Word. If you've looked at Word, um, uh, it is literally just... It's like four pages. It's very small. It's more of a um, a uh, less of a full game and more of a framework to build a game on. Kind of. That's how. That's how um, Disaster Tourism talked about it. And this is a supplement that does that. That adds on to the game. That is much longer. I mean, it's like forty-five pages. Um, to Word using that um, structure to build on. So there's optional rules, which are different ways to do skill checks. Um, there's random encounters uh, or a, a different way to do random encounters, which is kind of more of like a like the vanilla game vibe, like roll a d6 and at one shit happens at six. Interesting stuff, you know, with a with a variance yeah. in between. Um, there are uh, new items. Um, and then there are a ton of adventure seeds, which I really, really love this. It's usually it's like two paragraphs, um, a list of wandering monsters. And that's exactly how I want my adventures to be. Give me a seed. Give me the monsters that might be in that place. Give me a couple of locations and let the players tell the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Um, and that is what a lot of the rest of the book is. Um, is some really really cool adventure seeds like torturing ataxophobia like and there's a notoriety level too as you go through so there's um any notoriety whatever list of wandering monsters like a clockwork hound a grand automaton boss encounter cool. um, the culling the culling of nephilim right um cool. and you're gonna you're going to get things like an imp, a crypt warden, a rotling. I mean, it's just a really, really, the Abraxas house. Um, I, I just really love the way that this is put together. It's a really great, it's a couple of extra things you can do with the game. And then a lot of seeds that you can use to create games. Because Word doesn't really have a, a, there is no setting. There's not even really, I mean, aside from the fact that there's like fighters and swords and stuff, there's no really implied setting except probably mostly medieval. Except you can get wired. Um, which is the like cyberpunk version where it converts everything from a medieval setting to more of a, a cyberpunk setting where there's actually not magic, but hacking. So this cool. is the profane word. Really cool. It is the Ashcan version. It's got a great cover and then it's black and white. I'm excited to see what the finished version of this is. Um, again, uh, this is really cool from Copper State. Um, Tom Owen, um, Tom Owen is a great editor. And again, all based on stuff from Disaster Tourism. Really excited where this is going to go. Um, and I know that there's some other, a ton of other word supplements that are coming out soon. So you'll see more of that stuff hitting, hitting the streets. So that is Profane Word. Um, and I think we just have like one or two left. Uh, do you, do you want to hit one from, from, um, from Adam Vass? One of the, one of the. Oh yeah. Hey, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I got, yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do think... some, some chain face, brother. Chain face. Yeah. So, right. um, chain face by World Champ Games, aka Adam Bass. Um, 
is a supplement for, okay, so I think it's for, uh, oh, I'm blanking real quick. There's several games. It really is just a character you can pretty much add into any game, but there are rules for Merkboard, Nova by Spencer Campbell, and Necronautilus. Chainface is essentially a uh, multi-dimensional being that travels through different dimensions, uh, essentially devouring powers from people and containing those things within himself. Chainface's knowledge is so vast and there's so much energy contained in him that he would split apart, except he's held together by a chain, uh, by a length of chain that is wrapped around his head. Um, it is from the incredibly warped mind of Adam Vass, and it's a, a really cool, like weird, horrifying, like semi-boss guy that just like can travel through any dimension and is just this horrifying thing you really don't want to come across um, mm-hmm. and can't really defeat. Um it definitely has that very world champ game feel. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like a world champ game product. But yeah, this came out a while ago, and it—I it, don't know. I'm a big fan of like bringing characters in, no matter what, like the same character in, no matter what my tabletop group is playing, and having them like travel across. Um, like I used to play with a guy who had um, a shop owner named Mug Grub, who was in every game. It didn't matter where you were; like you would come across him. Um, awesome. And like, I feel like this is an interesting one. It's like you know, the first time your party comes across Chainface in the game, they're going to be like, "What is this guy?" And try to fight him, and then like probably fail or try to run away. But then like when you're playing, you know, a mothership with the same group that you're playing bastards in, and mm-hmm. a, a hole in space opens up and a man steps through wrapped in chains, they're going to be yeah. like, "Oh shit, we need to leave," you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I feel like there's a, you know, I'm I used to be really really big on the whole like meta knowledge thing like and i I just don't care anymore i now i'm just like yeah absolutely go off like yeah you recognize the guy run um i just see like a lot of potential for fun in this you know yeah well and it's such a different style of supplement right like it's not an adventure it's not it's kind of a hook but just the fact that it's just a character that you can use in so many games is such a cool fucking idea like i wish there were more of these and when i first got it like i'm like this is so neat and again for all the reasons that you just said the fact that if you use this as a recurring character and i love that there are options to have it as an enemy or an ally even and i like i like the idea of um of a party running into them both ways (laughs) based on like their what they're doing or they're trying to accomplish so it's 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 a great great supplement and again like you said i mean this is adam at their best and adam is one of the this is a solid solid adam bass (laughs) like piece and it's just it's it's I mean, Adam Vass is easily, you know, one of our favorite creators out there. And this is this kind of shit's the reason why. Like, yeah, you know, and the layout is gorgeous, you know, um, and you could easily I know it said it's listed for uh, it has stats for Necronautilus, Merkborg, Nova and Torque, which is a great game from Will Yopes that we should talk about oh, at some true. point. Yeah. But I mean, this screams cyber metal, too. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. Like coming out of like the pit in hell, even it could come up and do that. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think the last one we're going to talk about today, because I think we're both uh, getting crashing. This is a really interesting one um, that I'll just go over briefly about another game that I really want to talk about sooner than later. This is um, the field guide to Fever Swamp. So this is kind of a mashup, 
right? Um, this is for it's a conversion for liminal horror. We really need mm. to go over liminal horror soon. We do There's really need. I was just it's. I was just looking at it. So yeah, I yeah. agree. Goblin Archives and Josh Demansky. Um, really, really great stuff here. And do you know Fever Swamp? Do you know the old Fever Swamp? I don't. So this is this is like a, a, a do 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 with Fever Swamp. So Fever Swamp is actually um, uh, an adventure that was originally put out from a Melsonian Arts Council, which is the, yeah, the, gotcha. the which Troika, Troika. Yeah. Um, written by Luke Gearing. Um, it is a very weird, interesting adventure um, back when they were doing. I mean, they still do the Undercroft, um, but there was a point in time where um, the Undercroft. Uh, had a lot more leanings towards um, a game we're never really going to cover on stream, um, Lamentations. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, but yes, like, we will I'm never just, cover that on stream. <laughs> but I want to say the good parts of Lamentations without the weird sexual violence and stuff like that, you know, because there were a lot of really good writers. Like, actually, um, the uh, as far as I know, and maybe I'm completely mistaken, Metagorgos, um, which is a trick adventure that recently came out was originally written for Lamentations because Lamentations was just like a, a, a weird, cool, at the time, um, variation of like the early basic like D&D, &D, which a lot of people right. really enjoyed. So yes. then it then, you know, they started talking about we're not going to get into it. Um, fuck those guys. But some of the stuff, some fuck of the those guys. That, I, that's how yeah. far into it we'll get. Fuck those guys. So, yeah. So Fever Swamp, though, was uh, put out originally early on for that um, from Loot Gearing. It's a really cool, dark, interesting adventure. Um, and Liminal Horror is awesome. And this is a conversion to get Fever Swamp to Liminal Horror. Cool. Which is a okay. cool, cool supplement. Um, yeah. Because it does take a little bit more um, uh, than just like reskinning some stuff to to write that. Right. Yeah. So it talks here, like I just said, about the origins. The journey to Fever Swamp began with the Undercroft from Melsonian Arts Council, um, best known for Troika. Um, and then it talks about the Fever Swamp coming out, talks about Luke Gearing as they were becoming more and more well known. Um, Luke Gearing is an amazing writer. Check out um, uh, like Wolves Upon the Coast. Um, I hope I didn't say that completely wrong. Um, and um, especially um, the Isle that they just put out which is a fantastic adventure. Um, yeah, Wolves Upon the Coast. So, um, my shit disappeared. Um, yeah, and um, this goes piece by piece on how to convert Fever Swamp to Liminal Horror. Talks about the scene, talks about setting the scene in a more modern setting, talks about converting the mechanics, um, talks about variations across going across the map. It talks about different ways to use the locations and things like that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Luke Gearing also wrote Gradient Descent, which is really fantastic. Um, it does talk about some um, some ways to convert the character creation um, into Liminal Horror. Um, and it talks about um, some of the backgrounds and stuff that you could find and various fallout tables. And um, uh, a new bestiary where it does convert a lot of the creatures and stuff from Fever Swamp to Liminal Horror. So uh, just like the last one, which is like kind of a different kind of supplement with Chain Face, I thought this was a really cool, interesting, different kind of supplement where you can take what in the indie scene, and especially people that are fans of the Undercroft and, and Wilsonian, um, Fever Swamp is a great adventure. And this is the really cool conversion, which is a great supplement version um, for that. So Liminal Horror, Fever Swamp, Luke Gearing, Josh Demansky, 
Really, really cool supplement. Excited to get into Liminal Horror. We should definitely do that sooner than later. We definitely should. I'll go through this too. This looks really cool. Um, it does look really cool. I, I like. It's, inter it's interesting. You were doing something in the episode which we don't often do or ever have done uh, previously now. Um, but like you know, there's this overarching conversation in the tabletop RPG space about like there are enough games. <laughs> you know, like we've had like in the past like five years, we've had so many games created that like we've had a lot of creators say like they're kind of like reinvesting into creating more like supplements and stuff for their current games. And so I'm really interested mm -hmm. to see, cause like, you know, I, I, I like little tools like gig economy. I think it's a great little thing that like, just have yeah. on hand um, and just have these little supplemental tools that you can use to either prep or you can you have on hand for when you play to take kind of some of that mental load off of like running a game and like having to listen to four other people talk and like make ideas while you formulate what's going on. Um, I'm really interested to see like, what other weird stuff comes out, like more chain face type stuff or more like, yeah, it's a conversion from a system that we like from a thing that we don't talk about, you know, like, but they, this is like the good part. Of it. Like, here's a good thing yeah. from it, you know, um, yeah. like I'm interested to see what else we get in the next couple of years. Cause yeah, I mean, like, like, like you just said, there, there's the next bundle for something is going to have 500 fucking games in it. Right. And yeah. realistically, there's going to be like. 10 that people are going to read or be like there's going to be someone that puts an article that says this are the best parts of the bundle check these out right everyone's putting stuff out all the time but you know one of the problems that like you just said is being looked at right now is people will put out a great game and then feel this need to put out another great game yeah but then i haven't the even played that, that first great game yeah. yet man <laughs> but not only that the people that do want to play those great games like i don't want to have to write every single adventure like i'll probably yes. tweak whatever i'll probably tweak whatever someone else puts out but it's great to have more content so the these people that are some of our favorite creators that we've talked to a lot or talked about adam talked in about um like diego noguera with primal quest um talking about like spencer campbell putting out more stuff for light more stuff for nova right the yeah. more the more support like the more you're going to feed back into your game, the more community you're going to build for it. And the more people can play your game. Like I can't wait for the expansions to Necronautilus. I can't wait for the, I actually just got in the mail. One of the expansions for, for babes in the wood. Like right. I, if it's a game I love and I want to play more of, give me more of that. I don't always want to just get new game after new game, yeah. after new game, play yes. it once and stick it on the shelf. If I play it at all. So you're completely right. This is exactly this. I, I feel like this will not be the last supplement special. We should probably do one every couple of months, especially as some of our favorite games get more, more stuff. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. And I think that's, that's about it for us. I think that's all we're going to do for this first supplement special. First, I say, cause there probably will be a second one. Um, maybe Probably. we'll even do, maybe we'll even do an adventure one at some point, but we are very about, I don't know. The fucking I'm, game. I'm weird about reading people's adventures. Like, first off, yeah. I like, sometimes I don't like to know because I don't know how, how who's going to run it for me or if I'm running it. And also like, you know, if I, if we, you should just buy the thing. But I, yeah, I do we'll feel see. like, I do feel like, um, we are like, I mean, we, we've, I don't even think we've talked about it really on the podcast yet. You know, we've been doing this for over a year. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, I do actually. Yeah. Um, we've been doing this shit for over a year. Didn't even realize it. Blue past. We didn't. We haven't had no anniversary episodes. We didn't do a twenty-five anniversary. We didn't do a fifty. We're past fifty episodes. We didn't hit our one year. So we are going to have some some different kind of episodes coming down the pipe.
Um, we did kind of maybe mention possibly doing some type of like not award show, but something to commemorate like the um, end of the year. Like we hit a year. It's towards the end of the year. Let's talk about like the highest rated games or something like that. So so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, it's funny. Someone in the chat just said, um, we would love to see a regular Kickstarter review. We actually did that for like 45 <laughs> episodes. Episode. <laughs> the beginning of every episode, we would do like 45 minutes of Kickstarter. Um, one of the reasons we switched more to this spotlight kind of format where we just talk about maybe one or two projects, they might be on Kickstarter. They might be on someone's website. They might be, um, uh, somewhere else, or maybe even like a piece of news or something is because, um, we're a, we're trying to save money. B we would, we would be doing that stuff for like 45 minutes. And then we would back every single fucking one of them um and see there's less kind of there really is less kind of stuff going on kickstarter right yeah, now there, it weirdly is like kind of a down period like I, I think that was maybe one of the bigger co contributors it's like you know there just hasn't been a lot of like massive yeah, yeah um, well i mean but february we're gonna have both zemo and zine quest so i'm already saving up oh, money for that yeah. already saving up money for that so we we definitely will have some some episodes where you go over um, some of the the Zemo Zine Quest projects um, probably do a little bit different than last time. But yeah, yeah and so we'll still like spot. We'll still spotlight like really good ones when they come out. Like yeah, um, but just less of them. I don't want to do forty five minutes every week. You know, like maybe maybe ten. You know, maybe yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, so hey, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch you a concept. Two guys with ADHD start a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it'll change constantly. Um, but for those listening, thank you for being in chat. Um, thank you for hanging out. Uh, check us out we on all you. of our socials while they still exist. Instagram, I promise when Twitter dies, I'll get back to upgrading that. We're the.weekly.scroll. Um, on Twitter, again, while it still exists, we're weekly underscore scroll. At some point, I will, if if they get up and running, I will add our Tumblr and or Mastodon links to shit. Um, we're probably the weekly scroll on everything, but our YouTube, cause we are under the umbrella, cause this is a project within our greater thing is the adventure archive. Do us a huge favor. Please go sub to that. Um, it's Please. been growing. It's been fantastic. It's a great way to watch our stuff. It's a great way to watch all our VODs, the actual plays that we do on the other side of the adventure archive, where we've done Merkborg, death in space, frontier scum, a lot of great stuff. We're going to have cyborg, which is dropping soon. Um, maybe we'll get Hunter into a cyborg campaign on the channel um and uh so go check those things out and uh that's it that's our socials i gotta go to work i'm sure you're gonna go take a nap so hunter beautiful as always we'll figure out what's gonna happen next week with spicy tuna oh what um, about tuesday talk about tuesday oh fuck me yeah yeah hey so creator cuts is a thing that we've done one episode of we had micah on to run um hex drive which is troika so then we decided to say hey if we can get writers of adventures or creators of games to come on and do that let's do that and then we did so we had micah anderson coming on running hex drive and now we're gonna have john davis civid sanctum. civid sanctum himself you know we're gonna be on tuesday running he's yes. gonna run helm for us um using an adventure from uh 17th century minimalist which um also check out 17th century minimalist because it's fucking cool as shit i'm very sad i missed that from games of Nivorous. um but yeah john davis running helm for us on tuesday it's gonna be cool it's gonna be the same batch of guys from last time it's gonna be me hunter and andy um nice. and uh it's gonna be great so really really excited for that we'll announce that again um towards the weekend i get the next couple of days off 
Um, so I'll actually start to try to catch up on stuff, which I probably won't. Um, and that's it. That's our episode. Those are our announcements. That's what's coming this week. And then we'll uh, talk about what's coming up for the rest of the month after that. So you guys all have a wonderful night. Hunter, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.